we put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Everybody, how are you this evening? I am so very blessed to have you join in here on the show. You are locked and loaded right here on your favorite show, Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die Granite State of New Hampshire. Thank you so very much. It's an honor to be here every single day. What we've been doing lately is we have been taking our focus off the border that does not matter in the grand scheme of things to us here in America, and that is the Ukrainian border, to something that matters very, very much to all of us citizens that live here in the United States of America, and that is the invasion of our southern border. And thank God we have one of the greatest investigative journalists on the southern border, Ben Berkwam, who has been bringing us the truth every single waking moment of what's going on um, from what's going on down there. And again, like I said, all of Ben's work will pay off, whether it's used in court as evidence and proof of the laws that the Biden administration is breaking on a daily basis, whether it is used in order to create new immigration law, whether it's used to continue to finish that wall when Mr. Trump gets back where he rightfully belongs and legitimately belongs, I should say. One way or another, this footage is not just footage. What Ben's doing is not just collecting you know, footage to share on social media and get likes. It's not for that. It is to stop what's happening. So he had a wonderful ride-along And I want you to hear, now earlier on the morning show, we showed you a video of the same officer, the same law enforcement officer. Now, uh, Ben has uh, had a car uh, ride along with him and basically really wanted to get a sense of what he and other law enforcement officials and agents are going through on that southern border without the help of our federal government. Check this out. Lieutenant Chris LaPree, Pinal County Sheriff's Office. I cover our narcotics unit, our anti-smuggling unit, and our SWAT unit. Is it worse now? Is it different? What would you... Um, it's as bad, as it, if not worse, than it was under President Obama. And I'm going to say it's worse because we're not seeing marijuana anymore. We're seeing uh, synthetic and powder drugs, meaning cocaine, methamphetamine, fentanyl, uh, heroin. The difference between tr- President Trump uh, and then now to Joe Biden? President Trump allowed uh, allowed cops to do their job, supported law enforcement, 
what we have now is under Obama and under President uh, Biden, we have they they have no respect for law enforcement. They don't believe in rule of law. We saw mass numbers of bodies coming across the border under President Obama. We saw record numbers of bodies coming across under President Biden right now. And under Trump, you know, Border Patrol was allowed to do their job. The federal authorities were allowed to do their job. Um, we had support, so if we were out working the desert and we got involved in something and we needed federal support, say from Border Patrol, we got agencies to respond. Now, good luck, because they're either tied up because of um, being overwhelmed or they are just not gonna respond because it's not within the policies of this administration. It is absolutely an insurgency into our country. And myself and the basis in the stance of the Pinal County Sheriff's Office and, and law enforcement in general, is not, we're not against immigration, right? We're not racist, contrary to what everybody wants CNN and MSNBC and all those organizations want us to believe. We're not racist, but there are laws in effect for people to legally come here under this into this country under legal guidelines, right? And what you have now is just mass hordes of people coming over seeking asylum, which puts a strain on law enforcement, it puts a strain on our economy, it puts a strain on medical staff, it increases violent crime, it increases property crime, it increases just everything in general. So our resources are tied up dealing with stuff that constitutionally is the federal government's job, and the federal government's not doing their job, so while people's houses are being burglarized and cars are being stolen and uh, citizens of this country are in need of medical treatment, we're tied up dealing with stuff that we should not be dealing with because we're just at our max resource-wise. DEA's not out taking domestic violence calls. FBI's not taking domestic violence calls. HSI's not taking domestic violence calls. ATF's not taking domestic violence calls. So again, when we're tied up dealing with immigration issues that are not our responsibility or immigration enforcement issues that we have no jurisdiction to deal with um, the American public that depends on us as law enforcement officers to do our job are not getting the, the response they need from us and that goes for state county and local so from the top down the wave of crime that is going on in this country is 100% the fault of the Biden administration, whoever is running it. I don't care who's running it, but the Biden administration, the left, the Democrats as a whole, are breaking laws top to bottom. And their law-breaking, allow, not only allowing, but inviting and dispersing illegal aliens in this country is causing crime at a higher rate than we've probably ever seen it before. We have more fentanyl in this country to kill every man, woman, and child that lives in this country, legal or otherwise, six times over. You heard him. We're not just seeing marijuana. We're not even seeing marijuana anymore. We're seeing synthetic powdered drugs. And that is the stuff that's going to kill your children. That is the stuff that's going to addict and kill your grandchildren. And that is the kind of stuff that we need to stop. And all of this will be the reason why we impeach, get rid of, and lock up these criminals and these losers. And that is why. You ask yourself, why are they trying to keep Trump away so so uh, so badly? Why are they so badly trying to keep Madison Cawthorn, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates away? It's because they know we're the new Republican Party. I want to get into reading some mail and some, uh, some emails. Uh, Cheryl and Gary Schenkel from New Jersey. They said, communist New Jersey. God bless you both. They said, our daughter put us on to you before the election. I have been with you twice a day since. A heartfelt thanks for all you do to keep us up to speed with real news. I know you work very long and hard hours to do that. Um, our listeners, all of us, should be humbled. We have grandchildren in lower grades right now, and families are getting involved. We will take our country back. We're sending 100 Bibles and think it's imperative to be more godly in our country. Amen, Cheryl and Gary. We'll continue to do what we can, and we'll continue to help you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she enclosed some pictures, which I think are great as well. Let's move on. I'd like to say thank you very much to Kirsten Warner. I got your uh, letter, and I will be handwriting you a letter back. Thank you. 
And a prayer request here from Tori Hutchings, who is a Live from America family member, says, hey, brother, keep my daughter, Rebecca, and my son-in-law, Eric, in prayer. We just got an update on the seizure slash stroke he had a month ago. He has to have brain surgery to correct the veins that are causing his seizures. If he opts out of surgery, he could keep having them, and they could be possibly fatal. He will be going in for surgery soon, not sure when exactly. The last two years have been so hard for them. Hit after hit, it's just too much to handle. Injuries, job loss, COVID, reconstructive surgery, and now this. I'm not asking for anything but a lot of prayer, which is the most powerful thing you can ask for. I don't know how they're going to make it without all the prayers that they need. And, and hopefully, uh, she says, thank you for your time. Sincerely, Tori Hutchins. Well, we will pray, and we do pray, and we will continue to pray for everybody in this nation, whether we agree with them or whether we don't agree with them. Because this God, we are a, God created us all. And I know he wants all of us to come back to him. And so that's why we got to continue to pray. And speaking, going to God, let's do that now by going to Jesus Calling. The evening version, April 6th, year of our Lord, 2022. For all those watching on social media, I would ask that you please do me this wonderful favor and share like your life depends on it. Because if you don't, if for no other reason than to get the gospel out there, because this country will not be saved without it, and it's up to you to spread it. I want you to accept my dependent way of living as a gift from me, your dependent way of living as a gift from me. Moreover, I want you to receive this gift joyfully with a glad and thankful heart. Nothing will lift you out of the doldrums faster than thanking and praising me. Romans 9.20 says, Indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it? Why have you made me like this? And Psalm 104 and 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And before you turn out the light on this beautiful April 6th, come into my presence this evening and uh, with thanksgiving on your lips. And with thanksgiving on your lips and from your lips to his ears, we now go to say the Lord's Prayer all together. And please, think of those who need prayers while we say these wonderful words from Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The fact that we can all congregate together twice a day, and for the Real America's Voice family at least once a day, and we say the Lord's Prayer together, that might be one of the most powerful things that I and maybe some of you have ever been involved in. And we need to make sure that we keep that up. And we need to thank God that we even have the ability to do that. We're going to take our first commercial break, our first break here on Real America's Voice News. We'll be back with more Live from America, the first and foremost section, and much more right after this. Oh, what a day, huh, you guys? What a beautiful, wonderful day. What a great time to be alive. And like I said, these are the days. These are the days and the times that Christians pray for. We don't pray to just live. We pray to make our lives worth something. And to make our lives worth something, then we have to do the Lord's work. And if we're going to do the Lord's work, that means we have to sacrifice. And if we have to sacrifice, then that means that we're doing something for the greater good. And if we're doing something for the greater good, then that means we're helping somebody. If you are watching, oh, you're welcome, Eagle Fight, says Jeremy. So proud to wear my Armor of God t-shirt. 
Yeah, and you can also get your You Can't Beat God shirts as well. But yeah, we have three or four different Armor of God styles. We've got Child of God coming soon. And of course, we've got the entire Armor of God sweatsuit that should be up on the store next week. Um, I want everybody wearing Armor of God. That's why I started it. And not to make money on clothing, although it helps for the show. I want it because I want people out there shouting without even opening their mouth how much they love the Lord, how much they are not afraid to wear something with the word G-O-D on it. I mean, crying out loud, folks. It is time to smile, and it is time to be joyful. Okay? Jeremy, did you see where Governor Abbott is charting buses to send illegals to Washington, D.C., and having them dropped off at Washington Capitol Steps? One of his people there will be in charge. I did see that, and I think more governors are actually going to work together. There's going to be a network of governors who do this. We're actually going to be talking about a small little network of governors at the very end of the show today in order to leave you with a little smile on your face and a little optimism, so make sure you do not leave early okay but guys we need to get the shares out and when you get the shares up we're looking for a thousand shares and now you can even go to the lfa producer facebook page if it is easier and share it right from there to make it that much quicker and more and painless on you okay let's come back let's do this first and foremost section and let's get this show rolling today because i got a lot of energy i got that heavenly energy and i'm ready to get it out i hope you're ready to hear it because here we go Welcome back to Live from America on this April 6th, 2022. God bless you and thank you for being here. We are broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire, and I'm ready to go with the first and foremost section. I hope you are too. In case you aren't, grab your coffee and put your cups up. Let's have a sip. Here we go. First and foremost, let's get ready to rumble top story of the day. We are going to continue to drill a hole deep enough to reach China through Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember when you were a kid and they told you if you dug deep enough, you could get to China? Well, that's how deep we're going to continue to dig in Hunter Biden's laptop. Because just just because it was out there, just because there was copies of the hard drive, just because everybody and their brother seemed to have a copy doesn't mean that everybody knew what they were looking at. There was a lot of stuff that nobody knew what they were looking at until recently. Hindsight being 2020, we look back and we started finding out a little bit more about Ukraine. We started finding out a little bit more about the burnt children bodies in the, in the city uh, in Ukraine. Excuse me, in Ukraine. We started learning about all of these weird, like, cryptic messages that nobody knew what they meant back then. And we're starting to learn uh, about them now and starting to understand what they mean. So I don't think you can dig deep enough to really find out what's going on in Hunter Biden's laptop and Hunter Biden's life because it is pretty bad. But anyway, new emails found on the hard drive from hell reveal that Joe Biden actually wrote a college recommendation letter for the son of Hunter Biden's Chinese business partner. So let me break that down for you real again. Hunter Biden had Chinese business partners, by the way, which he should not have. The only reason he does have them is because of his name and his influence that he had in the United States of America, with his dad being the vice president to then Barack Hussein Obama, who looked very, very communistic and dev, uh, democ- and a uh, presidential in the White House yesterday, at least compared to that old dried up, <laughs> dried up uh, piece of fruit, Joe Biden. But the fact now that we find out that Joe Biden's dad, I mean, uh, Hunter Biden's dad, Joe Biden, was writing recommendation letters for people to get into a uh, university or into a school. And the person uh, that we're talking about here is Hunter Biden's business partner's son, who happens to be from China. So basically, we've got Joe Biden using his influence to get uh, this kid into school. Remember when Joe Biden repeatedly told us that he never, ever engaged in any conversations at all with Hunter about his son's international business dealings? Well, we all knew that was a lie then, and we definitely know it is a lie now. Turns out the big guy actually wrote a college recommendation letter for the son of Hunter Biden's Chinese business partner, according to the emails exclusively obtained by Fox Digital. The emails were found on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop laptop from hell and Joe Biden's recommendation letter for the Chinese business son. Businessman's son was sent directly to Brown University. The president of Brown University, I might add. Not just, hey, we're sending this to Brown University. It's got Joe Biden's name on it. No, no. We're going to send it to the president 
of Brown University. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you've seen my reporting before on this, but the Chinese own so much of America, and they are literally embedded into our largest universities. They're embedded into the science programs. Uh, uh, Tony Fauci knows that. They're embedded into the law uh, programs. They're uh, school uh, the law the uh, the law schools. They're embedded into um, political science uh, classes and 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 teaching classes everywhere and 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 taking secrets from the United States, taking secrets from the universities and taking them back and sharing them with the CCP. It is the it is the most open and transparent spy chain network that you could ever, ever see in the open and nobody does anything about it. It's really that incredible. Nobody does anything about it. We continue to bow to China, not only abroad, but here at home too. And we just let them have all of our trade secrets. We let them have access to some of the most, some of the most uh, secretive national security policies. And look at Eric Swalwell with his, CCP spy hooker that he had for so long. Look at all of the stuff that she got from him and went back and gave to the CCP. It's really unbelievable. And I and, and Donald Trump, his first term was starting to get it all out in the open. His second term will be to absolutely crush it. White House spokesman Andrew Bates told Fox News, we don't comment on the laptop. Anyway, Fox News Digital obtained emails between Hunter Biden and his business associates involved in his firm, Rosemont Seneca's joint venture with Chinese investment firms, Bohai Capital and BHR. Hunter held a 10% stake in BHR as recently as last year. The White House previously acknowledged. Hunter's attorney told the New York Times in November that he had since divested. In the email dated January 3rd, 2017, and sent to uh, Hunter Biden and his business associates, Devin Archer, and Jim Bolger, CEO of BHR, Jonathan Lee Wright. Gentlemen, please find the attached resume of my son, Chris Lee. He is applying for the following colleges this year. Lee Wright's listing Brown University, Cornell University, and New York University. Lee goes on to attach an updated version of his son's CV in a subsequent email. Several weeks later, on February 18, 2017, Eric Sherwin, who served as president of Rosemont uh, Seneca, replied to Lee saying, quote, Jonathan, Hunter asked me to send, a, send you a copy of the recommended letter that he asked his father to write on behalf of Christopher for Brown University. The original is being FedExed to Dr. Paxson directly at Brown, Sherwin wrote. It should be there by Tuesday at the latest given Monday as a holiday here in the U.S. Let us know if you have any questions. Best, Eric. Dr. Christina Paxson is the president of Brown University. Lee replied, hi, Eric. Just see the email. It is, just seen the email, excuse me. It is just great. Thank you very much. And Hunter, thank you very much too, Lee continued. All the best to you all. Now, White House uh, pretend to be press secretary who's moving on to MSDNC, Jen Psaki, Yesterday insisted that Joe Biden has never spoken to his son Hunter about his overseas business dealings. Peter Ducey asked Saki, the president uh, has said that he's never spoke to his son about the overseas business dealings. Is that still the case? Yes, Jen Saki said. Yes. But now we're starting. It's all see, this is the great thing about truth. Truth always finds its way to rear its head and be exposed to the masses. And it goes all the way back to when you were a kid and your mother said, did you do this? And you say, no. Your mother said, did you do this? And you say, no. And your mother says, okay, well, I promise you that I will find out. And if you're lying to me, you're going to get it worse. How many of you remember your mom or dad saying that? And then they went on to say, if you grew up in a home like I did, well, I I may not find out tomorrow. I may not find out in a week. I may not even find out in a month, but when I do, it ain't going to be good for you. Same thing with the truth. When it comes, all of this stuff with Hunter Biden's laptop, all of this stuff, stuff with the Zuckerbucks, all of this stuff with stealing an election, all of this stuff with coronavirus, where it came from, how it was let loose on the world, the money, the money, the monetary value 
that you, I don't even know if you could put one on how much was lost because of coronavirus being uh, dispersed throughout, throughout the world and infecting so many people. All of this truth will come to the top. And when it does, I hate to be any of these people implicated. I can tell you that. Now, have you ever heard of a name, Jack Maxey? Think about the name, Jack Maxey. It's M-A-X-E-Y. Have you ever heard of that name? Well, if you've never heard of that name, I want to make you familiar with who Jack Maxey is right now. Jack Maxey is the source who distributed Hunter Biden's laptop to uh, congressmen and the media and has fled the United States to Switzerland, saying that he fears retaliation from the Biden administration. This is all happening now, folks. This stuff that what I'm talking about isn't something that happened months ago. It didn't happen when Tony Bobulinski came out. It's happening now and it's happening for a reason. People are fleeing the country to get away from possible retaliation of an Ill- illegitimate resident occupying our White House who walks around lost and doesn't even have any friends among his friends. Stuff's getting serious. Jack Maxey gave Daily Mail a copy of the hard drive from Hunter's abandoned laptop in the spring of 2021. He also gave copies and material from it to the Washington Post, New York Times, and Senator Chuck Grassley in his role as ranking Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. But he claims they all sat for months. For the last two weeks, Maxie has been hiding in Zurich, working with IT experts to dig out more data from the laptop from hell. Maxie, a former co-host of ex-Donald Trump advisor Steve Bannon's podcast, The War Room, claims he and his colleagues have found 450 gigabytes of deleted material, including 80,000 images and videos and more than 120,000 archived emails. I wonder why they were all deleted. He said he intends to post them all online in a searchable database in the coming weeks. And then I'm not going sh- to show you the pictures, guys. I mean, I, if you've not seen the pictures on these laptops or on this laptop and on this, on this hard drive, if you've not seen the copies, they're bad. They are just strictly bad. Really bad. And, 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 and that's just the beginning, folks. The tax fraud, the, tre- the treason, all the way up to the big guy. They're not going to be able to hide this. They're not going to be able to hide it, and I know they're not going to be able to hide it because God says so. And, and I know that's I know which side I'm on. Do you know which side you're on? Long story short, there's a reason all this stuff is coming out about this laptop now. And the more people keep digging, like I said, all the way to China, where it all stems from, the more you're going to smile because we're going to hold people accountable. We will be right back. I tell you, folks, I tell you, this is why I love this job. This is why I love this job. It's because if you, if you find out the truth and you expose the truth, then nothing can stop the truth. And, and, and let's, let's take Project Veritas, for example, okay? Let's take Project Veritas, for example. They're banned almost everywhere, kind of like me. However, when they put out a story, it trends on these very same platforms that they're banned from using. Why? Why does that happen? Earlier, I said something to you about having 200,000 video, uh, video views on Facebook this week, and I'm not even on Facebook, and it's not even from the LFA producers page. It's from Real America's Voices page. The truth cannot be held down. It's like, a, uh, it's like if you ever tried to hold a beach ball underwater, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do, and sooner or later you get tired, and it comes up and it just shoots out of the water. It's the same thing with the truth. That is why I am so confident in this job and what we do, what I do, and what so many others do. I'm so confident when I say, folks, something will happen. This isn't the same kind of confidence, false confidence, by the way, that I had in Mike Pence. Now, Mike Pence was supposed to do something that he could have done and didn't. That was a choice that he made, a human error that nobody was counting on, including President Trump himself. Everybody was wrong about Mike Pence, not just me, even my, even Donald Trump was. This is different. The truth doesn't change. The truth doesn't change its mind. The truth doesn't get scared of what he might lose or what he might, uh, what, uh, what people might think of him. The truth is the truth. It is solid. It is pure. It is holy. And you can't stop it. And that's what's great about this stuff. That's what's great about this job is the more I know, as, as long as we get it out, And as long as we hammer it home, then something will come to fruition because of it. So that's, you know, that's how I can be so confident. People ask me all the time, why are you so confident 
Trump is going to come back? Why are you so confident that somebody is going to pay for the atrocities that the Democratic Communist Party and the rhinos have committed on this country? And I said, because the truth, the truth points to it. And even as Bad Moon says, the truth is all we want. Amen. The truth is all we want. Please like and share the video, folks. We're going to come back and get to the next segment. Here we go. And we're live, back, locked and loaded here on Live from America, Real America's Voice News, and it's, uh, it's an honor to have you here. We're going to get right into the next segment. We don't like to waste a lot of time because this show bounces around from story to story all over the United States of America, hence the name. Sometimes Senate Republicans, sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes they decide to flex their tiny little muscles against the Democrats and fight back against these communists. The funny thing about it is, is every time the Republicans actually choose a fight to fight, every time the GOP, and I'm talking about Mitch McChina, I'm talking about Kevin McCoward, I'm talking about Steve Scalise and Ronna McDaniel, I'm talking about all Lindsey Graham, when they decide to flex their muscles against the Democrat communists, it doesn't matter who's got the majority and who's got the minority. Whenever the Republicans decide to go in for a fight, they usually come out with a win. Amen? So why, my question is, why don't they do it more? Why don't you see the Republicans flexing their tiny little muscles more often if they know that every time they do, we get a win or we get something good out of it? It seems like these tired old geriatric GOP members that are currently occupying Washington, D.C. in the swamp right alongside these swamp donkey Democrats only flex their muscles and fight for things if it's going to benefit them personally okay but today i will say something good that they've done i'm still going to give them the dumb dumb award because they don't flex their muscle quite hard enough and i think this isn't going to be a, a, a flex that's going to be hard enough for us to get what we want but let's talk about it today they announced that they will block the 10 billion dollars that the democrat communists are seeking for guess what more covid relief more covid relief i thought that stuff was done Didn't we already lose millions of taxpayer COVID relief dollars through fraudulent programs where people were getting the money and they never should have got? They never should have gotten the PPP money. They never should have gotten the loans, but they took it anyway and went and bought houses with it. I mean, how much money are we going to actually just throw away? But they want $10 billion more. Well, the Republicans stepped up today and they said, look, you're not getting another dollar. You're not getting another COVID cent. If you're going to overturn Title 42, which is going to uh, allow millions of more illegals into this country and take even more power away from the Border Patrol agents. That, I think, is a smart move. I'm not going to lie. It's a smart move. Will they flex long enough to actually get something out of it? I don't know. They should because it's for the greater good of the country. But unless it lines the pockets of Mitch McChina, Kevin McCoward, and the rest of the weak very, very weak GOP members in the swamp. I don't know what they're really doing it for. Like, why are they trying to even block it? Because in the end, they don't even care. They're on the same side as the Democrats when it comes to this stuff. Don't let them lie to you. But we're going we're gonna to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt today and say at least they did something good today. Let's get into that story real quick. We'll read a little bit of it and see exactly where their heads are. Okay. Apparently the $6 trillion that we've already passed and put ourselves, put ourselves into a bad situation with inflation and massive debt because it's, it's because of that why we are where we are today, by the way. It stems right back to the Democrats' spending, period. It wasn't enough, the $6 trillion. Now they want $10 billion more. However, Senate Republicans yesterday blocked the Democrats' $10 billion COVID bill, demanding that the measures include an amendment that would keep the Trump-era Title 42 asylum policy in place. There'll have, to be, uh, there'll have to be an amendment in Title 42 to move the bill, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McChina told reporters. We'll need to enter into some kind of an agreement to process these amendments in order to go forward with the bill. Now, the last thing that you or I probably ever want to see is uh, Mitch McChina try to get out a sentence that you can understand, much like his buddy uh, Biden. But let's go ahead and listen to uh, listen in on Mitch McChina now. Yeah, Jeff. Can you flesh out what you said a little bit about the need for amendments here 
uh, on the COVID bill, maybe alluding to what Senator Blunt was talking about. Is, is there going to be an amendment on Title 42 in order to get this COVID uh, bill across the finish line? Yeah, I, I think there'll have to be an amendment on Title 42 in order to move the bill. Uh, there are several other amendments that we're going to want to offer, and so we'll need to enter into some kind of uh, agreement to, to, to process these amendments in order to go forward with the bill. 60 vote now, now, here's the thing. It's, 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 it's a 60 vote threshold. You need Republicans in order to do this. You need Republicans in order to end this. If I see one Republican vote for this, I am going to be livid. I am going to be so irate. But when you look at that group of Republicans there, and I don't even like to call them that. I just like to call them GOP Uniparty members. When you look at them all there, do they, does any of them look energized? Does any of them look like they've got a clue? Does any of them look like they're actually there to fight for you? Half of them look like they don't even know where they are. The other half have a fake smile on their face, just like the politician that they've always been. Sir, there was a hurricane today. Sir, many, many people died today. Sir, there's atrocities going on all over the world, and Hitler's come back. These people have no soul. They have no soul. They have dead eyes. You look into the window of their souls, and there's no soul. And this is coming from a Republican, a real conservative, talking about my own party. We need to get rid of these people. They're not there to fight for you. They're not there to fight for me. They're not there to fight for your kids. They're not there to fight for your grandkids. They're there to fight for their own good. They're worthless, spineless, geriatric old cowards that literally can't get anything done for you. They can only get things done for them. They're, they're, uh, they're lobbyists and their and they're business partners, period. I can't stand them just as much as I can't stand Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat leadership. They're all the same to me. They're all the same to me. Now, for years, folks, we're going to move on from this. For years, the left put their little pink hats on and they screamed to the skies over Trump's tax returns. Then they got his tax returns and they went through them with a fine tooth comb they told you the walls were closing in just in the end to serve up a big fat nothing burger once again. Remember the little pink cats and the screaming, his tax returns, release the tax returns and he's going to jail. Well, they got his tax returns and guess what? Nothing. However, you can't say the same thing for Joe Biden's tax returns. No, 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 no. You can't say the same thing for Joe Biden's tax returns and I think it's time that we shed a little light on that. Because his numbers just do not add up. They do not add up because you know why? His tax returns do not explain where millions of dollars came from post-vice presidency and pre-illegitimate presidency. That means from 2016 until 2020, millions of dollars were coming into the Biden family that is not accounted for. And yet nobody's talking about this. I want to talk about it. So let's get into it real quick. The numbers just don't add up. Even if you bring in all of his book sales, it just doesn't add up. Let's talk about this real quick. <clears throat> Recall that the, uh, despite the then president can, uh, presidential candidate Biden having bragged that he had released his tax returns, with what his team's called a historic level of transparency. The truth is that he only released his individual returns. Those returns provided no detail regarding the source of most of his income. Dollars that flowed to him and his wife, Jill, by the way of S-corporations that they set up shortly after his departure from office of vice presidency. Those entities, Celtic Capri Corp, his, and Giacopa Corp, Hers contained more than 13 million of the 17 million the couple had reported in income after Joe Biden left the office. Most of it in his first year since leaving the office, which was in 2017. The numbers don't add up. They were, uh, we were told that Joe netted $12.2 million after expenses in the same deal for a book that sold 300,000 copies. Excluding the $4.2 million earned from touring and speaking, that yields $8 million of income that we are to assume came from book royalties. Okay? Now, just check this out. For analysis purposes, consider that his book had a retail price of $27 for a hardcover and $18 for paperback. 
and assume a reasonable mix of sales so the average price was $23 with no discounting. On 300,000 books sold, gross revenues would have been just under $7 million. And as an author, Joe would have likely received about 12-13% of that using a blended royalty rate, 15% hardcover and 7.5% paperback, typical for most publishers and writers, yielding about $800,000 in income. Round it up to a million if you want. Let's say it's a million dollars. Double it. Triple it. It still does not add up to the $8 million that we don't know where money came from. Sure, he likely got an advance on all of that, but would a publisher have advanced that kind of money to an author whose prior work, Promises to Keep, sold only 49,000 copies? It doesn't work like that. Not in the business world anyway. So release the full tax returns. Rather than ask for proof of sources of income, the media has been stuck in a reporting cycle of reporting about whether Joe and Jill underpaid payroll taxes. That's a valid question, but it may miss the much larger one. Where did all of that money come from after Joe Biden left the vice presidency? That's the real question. And to that end, tax returns are a valuable investigative source document. Since the days of Al Capone, the rule has been clear. Don't ever fail to pay taxes on any income, even if it's shady. It's the easiest conviction for a prosecutor. But yet this guy can bring in $8 million, $12 million, and nobody even bats an eyelash. We're going to get that too. We're coming for every single one of you. We're getting all this information. We're doing it in a far better and a far faster way than the left did when they thought Donald Trump was doing the same thing. But here we go again. The left continuing to point fingers at the right, saying, look what they did. Meanwhile, they're doing it the whole time. Shouldn't be hard to catch him. We'll be right back right after this. What's the old saying, folks? You know it. Follow the money. Follow the money. It's all we got to do. Follow the money. And every single time, we'll get them. Every single time. And we're going to continue to... Um, we're going to con- con- uh, continue to dig into this Hunter Biden stuff because I think this is probably one of the most important stories out there. I mean, outside of what's going on at the southern border, outside of what's going on with abortion, outside of what's going on with treasonous, um, you know, treaties and and backdoor deals that Biden's doing around the world for this, that, and the other, this laptop, Literally, and the contents of this laptop and the deleted stuff that this gentleman's working on in Switzerland to get out, this is going to be the biggest takedown of an elected official dynasty family than you've ever seen in your entire life. It's going to be the the most epic takedown ever. And nobody for 100 years, when Bannon says 100 seats for 100 years, when he says 100 years, He is talking about we are going to literally make an impression so big that people for 100 years are not going to try to do what they've done to us. That's the kind of stuff we're up against. That is the kind of fight. That is the magnitude of the fight that we're in right now. None of this is is kiddie time, playtime fighting. None of this is, is childhood fighting. This is like for the soul of this country. This is for the soul of this country. That's not me trying to get more views so my show gets bigger. That's reality. And if you don't see that, if you don't feel that as an American citizen, then you, then you and I are living in two different worlds. Claire says, I want to copy of that laptop. I don't know if you do. The stuff that I've got, I don't even have the, the full contents of the laptop. And the stuff that I have received, disgusting and gross, but most of it in, um, implicates Hunter Biden, the stuff that I've seen. Most of the stuff that I've seen does, does not implicate Joe. That's stuff deeper into that laptop that I've not seen. I just get pieces of it when it comes out. He will be pardoned by the big guy. That's all right. That's all right. We'll fi- Don't worry. You can't beat God. It <laughs> says it right here. You can't beat God. So we'll just keep doing what we do. Yes, pe- uh, pedo stuff. A lot of pedo stuff. A lot of pedo stuff. A lot of seriously aggressive sexual content on there. And when I mean aggressive, I'm like, was he raping these people? That's how bad it is. Because it looks like he was raping people. It looks like they were not enjoying it. It looks like they did not like it at all. 
So, you know, we'll see what happens. We just got to continue to get the, get the word out there. That's our goal is to just get the word out there as much as we possibly can. And let the chips fall where they fall. You know what I mean? I think, I think we've got enough people out there to, to really uh, make a big difference. So let's get back to the show, and here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. Great conversation during the commercial break. A lot of people are thinking that uh, Joe Biden might be able to pardon Hunter Biden. Look, folks, with the amount of stuff that's coming out against these two, even the Democratic Party is going to throw Joe Biden under the bus. This Biden crime family is not going to be saved because the Democratic Party, the puppets that work Joe Biden, they will throw him under the bus like, like, like nothing in order to save themselves. You know what I mean? They'll be like, we didn't know this crime family. And you want to know how I know they're going to do that? Look at the mainstream media. Look at Mika and Joe. Look at what they're saying. They're like, I can't believe Mika and Joe are already saying, I cannot believe the mainstream or the mainstream media and big tech held the story down. What do you mean? You were part of it. Mika and Joe, you were part of it. Anyway, folks, before we get into the next segment, I would like to draw your attention right over to mypillow.com slash LFA. Check that out. Look at the new doggy beds. We just got a new doggy in my house. We got the new doggy beds and the dog blankets. Big, big sales for Easter. Definitely check that stuff out. Women's and men's sleepwear and loungewear. The body pillow. Oh, the body pillow. And check these out. The roll away and go anywhere, my pillows. They've got a bunch of patriotic scenes on them. Definitely check all this stuff out, folks. A lot of people don't dig down deep and get into what Mike Lindell has. He's got a lot of stuff. Make sure you check it out. And, of course, use that promo code LFA. And remember that everything that comes back to this company actually goes towards spreading the gospel and helping people out of poverty. So, Probably a good reason to use that promo code as opposed to others. Let's move on to the next story. One thing that we can look at in this country to see if indeed there will be a red tsunami come November is all we have to do is look at and pay attention to small local elections. Remember, I always say this country is not a country that works from the top down. This country was built to work from the bottom up. That means that you in little old nowhere, have much more power than your own federal government if you just exercise it and just understand that the rights that God gave to you at birth. And one thing we can do is we can look at small elections in very small towns, very small cities, and we can see what's trending. And based on that, we can then go, okay, we are going to see a red wave or a red tsunami or we're not. This next story Might make you a little happy. We're going to talk about that right now. We're going to dig into one of these small local elections, and we're going to see what the trend looks like. Most of the media is ignoring the results of the mayoral election that happened in Norman, Oklahoma yesterday because it spells bad news for Democrats in the fall. A white male Trump supporter ousted a woke Democrat white female who tried to defund the Norman police department after a single term as norman's mayor bria clark was defeated in tuesday's runoff election by a vote of 53.4 percent to 46.6 percent again she was the incumbent and she was a woke female in a place that loved her and this guy comes in larry heikla and destroys Bria Clark. And I mean absolutely destroys her. And he is a Trump-supporting white male. Unbelievable, folks. Norman's new mayor will be Larry Heikela, who is far to the right of the more progressive Clark, as he made clear in the campaign ad earlier this year. Quote, far too long. The citizens of Norman have been victimized by the overreaching of the extremist council, said Heikela who carried the backing of Norman's fraternal order of the police and campaigned on increasing funding for the Norman Police Department. Clark was the youngest woman to hold the mayor's office when first elected in 2019. Her tenure saw an unsuccessful recall attempt and death threats over coronavirus restrictions and the city's council decision to divert more than $865,000 from a proposal police department budget 
uh, increase to pay for social services to help for the city's homeless, mentally ill, and other vulnerable populations. Norman was the first city in the state to implement, implement excuse me, a mask mandate. Norman, Oklahoma, hosts the University of Oklahoma. In the 2020 election, Joe Biden supposedly won by a margin of nine points over Donald Trump. This should be a wake-up call for all Democrats in Oklahoma at the very minimum. Now, I know that we are just talking about one state. But you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the United States of America is a very, very diverse country. And so diverse, in fact, that you could, that it's the same way they do polling. They go out there and they do polling and they ask random people. Okay, and basically what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You're going to see a lot of similarities throughout the entire country because of the diversity. Now, I know if you go to a deep, deep red state and go to a deep, deep blue state, you're going to get differences of opinions, which is going to throw the whole thing off. But if that mayoral run were a Trump supporter, far right of the incumbent left wing woke mayor comes in and beats her that badly in a place where Biden supposedly beat Donald Trump by nine or more points, folks, that spells red tsunami, not red wave. So we want to keep an eye on those local elections, and I want to encourage all of you to get involved in your local elections, whether it's to help a candidate, be a sign holder for a candidate, be a poll watcher, whatever it is, or run yourself. Run yourself. That's how you save America. Everybody always asks me, what can I do? What am I supposed to do? I'm 73 years old and I live in, you know, wherever. What can I do? You can do that stuff. That's how you save your country. That is just as important as somebody running for governor. Remember that, okay? Now, we've been talking an awful lot about Florida lately, but we've not been talking about China's interest in the sunshine state of Florida. We've been talking about Disney. We've been talking about Ron DeSantis, we've been talking about how Florida has been the model of a state for this country for the last two years. We've talked about how Ron DeSantis is is America's governor, but what we've not talked about is China's interest and desire to own Florida. Florida has been a hotspot for Chinese home buyers, Miami and Orlando specifically, and they are among the top six U.S. cities for the CCP and the Chinese people. Florida particularly, its cities of Miami and Orlando is attracting interest from Chinese home buyers, especially those who already live in the United States. A combination of low prices and high-end properties have helped attract $5.1 billion worth of property deals with foreign buyers in 2021 alone. The cities of Miami and Orlando in the, United, in the U.S. state of Florida are attracting a surge of mainland Chinese home buyers because of relatively low prices and a range of higher-end property industry sources say. Miami, a subtropical coastal metropolis, is in the far southeast of the United States, has become the sixth-ranked U.S. city for the Chinese buyers this year, up from number 13 in 2016, according to Asian Property Techno- uh, Technology Group, Jua IQI Holdings. Miami wasn't on the radar of Chinese buyers until recently, which is kind of odd. Walt Disney's World's Florida, uh, Walt Disney World's Florida hometown, Orlando, has even higher yields and lower prices than, than Miami. The U.S. market braces for rapid rebound of Chinese home purchases in 2022. The top five Chinese homebuyer spots in the United States this year are uh, to date are L.A., Seattle, Orlando, Houston, and New York City. Now, I want to read something to you, and there's five points here. Number one, this may seem like a specialized story that has nothing to do with the raging debate on whether the U.S. dollar can maintain its global dominance or will be replaced even partially by RMB, but in fact... This story is very relevant. The fact that wealthy foreigners are able and eager to park at least part of their wealth in Florida real estate, but are unable or unwilling to do the same in Hainan is crucially important to the status of either currency. It is why foreigners want USD, not RMB. The problem for the United States is that by welcoming so much foreign investment into United States real estate, it is the left Excuse me, it is left with expensive and empty housing and an overload, an overvalued dollar that must be resolved by a rising U.S. trade deficit. 
um, what they get instead, as this article suggests, is ownership of American real estate and not green pieces of paper. They get ownership of factories. They get ownership of stocks. They get ownership of bonds, farmland, mines, and real businesses, folks. A country can only import net foreign savings by exporting ownership of assets. And that is what the left and so many leaders of states are doing, is they're becoming so dependent on foreign money that they are allowing people in China and wealthy people around the world to buy America. To buy America. And that's what's happening, folks. We are literally having our country sold out from under us. And sooner or later, we're not going to own anything, sovereign citizen or not. And that, that should scare you. And that's also... The Democrats' plan, which is why whatever ties Joe Biden has to China and the CCP need to be exposed and need to be told to the public. We'll be right back right after this. Selling America right under our noses, folks. That's what's happening. And somebody said something about Bill Gates owning all that farmland. Of course, of course he does. Of course he does. You've got all these bad, bad people buying their rights to basically own America. And we're selling them. And we're selling them. Uh, You lost me, somebody said. They own a lot of farmland. It's all treason. Take it all back for Americans. What can we do to stop this? Well, how, see, here's the problem. When we're so in debt and we can't, and we're so willing to, to take foreign money, these for, the foreign money comes in, they will overbid on a house. So let's say this, and, and I see this everywhere, okay? Let's say that somebody's asking, round number, 100000 for a house. Well, in this market, nine times out of 10 lately, the house would sell for 130, 140000 because there'd be bidding wars in it because there's not enough property. For the people, there's too many people in this country and not enough property. So what happens is, is you've got these foreigners who come in, they come in and buy the house for, you know, twice what it's worth and they own this property and it allows them to have so much power in this country and it allows them to also not have to compete with us because we're, we're not getting living wages. And at least not while we have inflation and the debt uh, being over $30 trillion, it's like, America's just selling out from under our noses. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Lisa says, Lisa Naquin says, Jeremy Judge in Trump case recused himself. Well, yesterday I actually said either he was going to recuse himself or uh, Trump was going to get to change the venue, and, and it looks like he recused himself, so that's great. It's awesome. All right, let's come back and end the show with a smile on your face. Here we go. All right, folks, we're getting ready to end it here on uh, Real America's Voice News live from America tonight. A lot of people say an hour isn't enough. I agree. Sometimes I wish we did a longer show, but it is what it is. We try to get in everything as as quickly as we can. Sometimes there's stuff that's left out there that needs to continue, uh, have, have continued discussion. But at least it puts the bug in your ear and plants the seed. Now let's talk about something that is good news, and it's a courage is contagious moment. Because now it's spreading, folks. Ohio and Texas lawmakers are introducing their own Florida-style parental rights bill to stop the sexualization of our children in such low grades. And I think it should go all the way up to 12th grade. I'm not going to lie. Let's talk about Ohio first. Ohio lawmakers on Tuesday introduced a Florida-style parental rights bill to protect school children from the Marxist groomers. By the way, they don't like that word groomer. They don't like the word groomer because they, have not, they were not able to grab that word and twist the narrative of that word before we started labeling them groomers. Pedophiles and groomers, and they hate it. So keep that going. Ohio House Republicans introduced an education bill this week that would prohibit teaching young students about sexual orientation or gender identity. It's amazing that we even have to do this. I thought pedophilia was illegal. The legislation would also ban critical race theory and prohibit instruction on the New York Times thoroughly debunked 1619 project. Curriculum about gender identity and sexuality has no place in a K-3 classroom, period. State Rep for Ohio's 63rd District Mike Loichik said Monday. Um, the bill sponsored by Representative Mike Loichik and Gene Schmidt 
would prohibit schools from teaching, using, or providing any curriculum or instructional material on sexual orientation or gender identity for students in kindergarten through third grade. Not too much to ask, I don't think. For older students, schools would be forbidden from teaching or using or providing such material in any manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. And you want to know something? Texas is doing the same thing. So come on, red states. Let's get our own don't say gay bill and let's stop the sexualization of our children because if we could stop the sexualization of our children, we could probably stop early teen pregnancy. We could probably put a big dent in abortion and maybe, just maybe, we can talk some sense and moral back into our youth and continue to fight this da- nasty, disgusting public school system that cares nothing for you or your child. They only want, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to say they want to have sex with your kids, but I mean, why else would you talk to a kid about sex? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and give them. Smarty Award of the Day goes to Ohio and Texas legislators. I love when a plan comes together, and I love protecting our youth. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Thank you so much for being here. If you like what you see, if you want more, if you want to help out, if you want to pitch in, it's a completely viewer-funded show, go to JeremyHarrell.com. There's a lot of ways to get involved, and there is a lot of ways to help. There are right ways, and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh, so stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., more live from America. God bless you. Keep smiles on your face and spread that gospel. Bye-bye.